listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 37 of the Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and... Was I raises. supposed to insert my name there? Yes. Sophia well, we Lemon. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 37. We'd love to see your lovely faces in your little avatars on our Facebook group. It is the Double Exposure Show group. Tell your friends by uh, sharing our Double Exposure Show Facebook page and let them know how much you love us because you can do that by going to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating. But before you do that, you should listen to the rest of this episode. It's about and stuff and things. Yeah, stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Stuff and things or stuff and things? Oh my God, I want <laughs> stuffing now. Dang it. <laughs> What's your favorite stuff thing? Mine is stuffed peppers. Oh, I just mean stuffing. like. Oh, stuffing. Like Thanksgiving okay. stuffing. I don't trust it. It's Ugh, it's. So I'm not really sure what it is. I, I've never really made it from scratch it's, or so. It's bread, and you stick it in a chicken or turkey, <laughs> and then you cook it, and then the bread soaks up all of the delicious turkey okay. juices and so, stuff. So it's like after you cook, you know, a pound of bacon, uh, and there's all the grease left over in the pan. You just take a piece of bread and you soak it all up and eat it. Not quite. No, you cook. Not quite. You no. cook the turkey with the stuffing in it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Who's done that? Right. Please write into Double Exposure Show. Yeah, I have not. So if I'm wrong, don't be mean about it because I've never cooked Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> that no? being said, oh I currently have a half a chicken in the slow cooker right now. Nice. Where's the other half? Well, we get halves because a half a chicken lasts me a week. Okay, then. Yeah. So I cook a half a chicken every week and then I make bone broth mm-hmm. with what's yeah. left over. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you got a half a chicken at home and you had a delicious sandwich or a leg or whatever, and then you happen to go out for dinner and eat a chicken meal at a restaurant that happens to be the other half of that chicken? <laughs> I, what happens I then? I doubt very much that that is the case. As I agree. My half chickens come from a nice family in this area. <laughs> And I kind of doubt that they are also selling their chickens to any local restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a story about a chicken that met its other half, oh, please write no. into <laughs> Just kidding. So what's new, Sophia? I, besides the chicken and the slow cooker. I am so sore. <laughs> um, Saturday, I had a ball tournament in Barrie. And I know probably a small fraction of our listeners care about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I'm proud. Um, okay. So we play in a specific division, and there weren't any teams in our division, so we ended up playing in the division above ours. Well, there was only one team in that division, so it ended up being three teams. Our team, a team from a, digi- a division above ours, and a team from a division above that one. And okay. we won. <laughs> so you're three division champions, technically. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, hmm. And it was kind of funny. Um, our coach at one point told us, you know, these girls are from B division. And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, he's like, so don't get too excited or anything or like too down on yourself. And then we ended up clobbering them and we were like, okay. Like, and did you over eagerly celebrate or rather? No, we were fine. It's, you you know, so the way it works is you you win provincials or nationals and you get bumped up a division. Mm -hmm. If you don't play for so many years, you get bumped back down. So, I mean, you move up and really all that changes is people get like more accurate with their throws more consistent with their hits. So um, I won nationals a couple years ago, so I got bumped up a division, and then we got bumped down a division again. So, you know, it's, it's kind of back and <laughs> forth. A, and then there's people. bumpy road. I know. <laughs> and then there's teams in our division and the division below us who they just never go to provi- provincials or nationals, so they never get bumped up. So you can right. play in, like, the lowest division, and win every single time, but never get bumped up because you never go to provincials or nationals. <laughs> See, that would feel good. Yeah. yeah. I guess it feels good for them. The problem is when you get to the higher divisions, there's fewer tournaments. But uh, anyway, totally nerding out about baseball, I hit like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> I normally hit pretty well, but I hit like every gap and I burned their fielders like four times and I hit two home runs. It felt pretty good. And so hitting like a pro means throwing the bat out after you hit it? No. <laughs> no, okay. no, I don't think just, I do I'm that. still learning. <laughs> but by the end of it, the coaches of the other teams were like, she can hit anywhere. <laughs> they didn't Everybody quite keep know. yours open. Yeah, they didn't know quite what to do <laughs> with me, which was hilarious for me. That's fun. Um, I have wondered that, though, because sometimes we see girls like throw the bat or they'll carry the bat with them a little bit when they run and then drop it. And I've asked mm-hmm. people, I'm like, what do I do with the bat when well, after I hit the ball and no one ever hmm. pays attention? So I'm like, I don't know what I do with it. I'd say that throwing it out like you're, you know, the god to baseball would be like a baseball faux pas. For sure. For sure. Do you want to skip what you're doing lately and go right to no. the topic? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell people what I'm doing. I'm photographing houses like it's nobody's business because the real estate market is just crazy and some realtors are just crushing it so i'm getting phone calls quite a bit and i'm doing a couple a day and um i did two in grand band recently and grand band for those of you who don't know is pretty is it's pretty it's a it's a very small beach community um it's pretty much dead after november and Mm -hmm. it doesn't pick up until right about now so but um it's, it's fun. So I photographed a hotel uh, that's on the beach and it's got like 24 rooms or something. And of course, you have to photograph every single room and every single bathroom in the room. And it, after a while, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Stop. Stop me from doing this. <laughs> and so I actually um, kind of suggested to the to the realtor, I was like, maybe, you know, I'll just photograph like half a dozen rooms and their bathrooms because they're all kind of looking the same. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know, if I if I'm interested in this hotel, I'll just... I'll just look online and then I'll come in person. He's like, yeah, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) But the second place I photographed was uh, this beautiful house that's only $825,000. Only. I know I say only, right? Because it's like three times more than my house. But I fell in love with this thing. Oh, no. Are you buying it? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) We'd have to get some wicked sponsors uh, for this show. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's got an amazing shop. Um, Basically, this guy fixes RVs and sells them. And he is the cleanest mechanic I've ever met. 
But walking through his shop, I was like, okay, this could be my photography studio. Mm-hmm. This could be my woodworking place. <laughs> <laughs> and the house is just amazing too. Just every, everything's really cool. Like yeah. the decor wasn't it. But so yeah, I've, I've been nerding out about houses. You know, I've been, I got my real estate porn uh, <laughs> out of <laughs> for the week. And uh, um, yeah, I've been kind of thinking about it. Just thinking, where can I get $825,000? Yeah, really. Can I go on? uh, And I was going to say, and uh, would Hannah mind driving an hour to go to work? (laughs) Not (laughs) at all. Because it's about an hour away from London. (laughs) It's good decompressing time from work to baby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Speaking of real estate, I just wanted to add one thing. So I photographed a wedding a couple weeks ago now, and I stayed at the creepiest hotel ever. Okay. (laughs) Like, I did not feel safe. (laughs) Wow. I used hot wire for the first time and it didn't go super well. Um, the Tell ho- me it was at least a three and a half star rating. No, it wasn't. I, well, actually, I don't remember, but it was like 15 people recommended it or something. And I didn't okay. really care because um, I was getting there late sleeping and then leaving the next morning, except that I got right. there at like 11. The staff was great. The hotel was nice, but the people staying at it were a little bit frightening and everyone was staring at me. <laughs> and um, check in, go into my room, sleep, wake up the next morning, going to check out. And I look at the keys and I realize that there's safety tips printed on the keys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Why is this necessary? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. What hotel was it? We want to know. I Can I say? It, will it be offensive? To, um, the Marigold Brampton I think they're listening right now. <laughs> like I said, the hotel and the staff were perfectly fine, but the patrons were staring at me a lot <laughs> and I, I did not feel comfortable. And then I got into the um, into the elevator and the two guys in the elevator with me were clearly high, like super high. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's okay. I should say none of the patrons were rude or anything. They were just staring at me and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor you. <laughs> How do you how do you photograph weddings, Sophia? Don't people look at you there? Well, no, they look at the camera, and then uh, my face okay. is obscured by the camera. And I you're supposed to say they look at the bride because you're not the center of attention. And except that's a lie, <laughs> right? <laughs> like as much as like I could say that on this podcast, eh, people stare at you so, at weddings. So that's my transition into our topic today. Oh, right, we, that. We're kind of talking about the faux pas uh, we as photographers, as professionals, tend to make on daily basis uh, during our jobs, during the work mm-hmm. we do. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah, a, so I'll, a lot of it will be sort of wedding focused, but obviously all these things can be transferred to any other job where these particular yeah. events might take place. So let's talk about wedding faux pas. Um, I, th- I kind of tried to set you up there, but the uh, I'd say the very first faux pas <laughs> is to think that you're the center of attention. Um, <laughs> I kind of covered it in previous episodes uh, saying, you know, you're not a rock star. Don't try to be one. Don't pretend you're one. Yeah. Um, don't live that, you know, diva rock and roll lifestyle through photographers role (laughs) at a wedding um you know you're you're not the center of attention so don't try to be and uh don't 
don't think you are. So, so I would like to say that at times at a wedding, hopefully you will be the center of attention. For example, when you are photographing the family, period. Right. <laughs> right. That's about it. So you want everyone's attention then. So you want to be able to like speak up and get people's attention and get mm -hmm. those shots done quickly. But other than that, like during the first dance, you're not like, oh, turn, turn for me. I That's need you to right. turn around or. Yeah, you need to shut it. You need to yeah. shut up and yeah. <laughs> just let them, let people enjoy their wedding. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen uh, photographers ask the bride to look at them while the vows are being recited. Yeah, no. Like while the nope. groom is reading his vows, mm -hmm. I've had the photographer say, hey, look over here. Why would you want that? Just for the, for, you know, kind of turn your face a little bit, whatever to, you know, maybe they see a vision. I, I really don't know. But <laughs> at that point, you're no longer capturing an event. Exactly. You're now, you know, kind of staging a, staging a shoot. Yeah. So, um, sadly, if the face is blocked, the face is blocked. I mean, just, just be well, like, move, this. move your body. You can move. You're portable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, don't be the boss. I mean, don't, don't tell people what to do because that's, that's a huge, huge no, no. Yeah. Um, yes. Tell people what to do in terms of, you know, you know uncle John, you go to the left, uh, yeah. aunt Sue, you go to the right. Like, okay. And now this looks great. Fantastic. Look here. I took a picture. Now fuck off. Yeah. And you, <laughs> but, you sort of also have to learn, um, what moments you can recreate. So mm -hmm. when I'm photographing, the wedding party, sometimes the couple will like smooch or something and I'll miss it. And I'll be like, that was adorable. While you're still mm -hmm. standing in the exact same position that you were, kiss again, do what you just did, kiss her on the cheek or whatever it was. Yeah. But when candid moments happen, if the, if the moment passes, like don't <laughs> necessarily try to recreate it. Don't Absolutely. butt in and try to recreate it. Just kind of let it happen. Um, a lot of the time, especially during preparation, um, the family will probably look to you to be like, what should we do? And then you can give them instructions mm -hmm. when they are specifically asking you for them. But other than that, you know, don't distract people from the moment right. that's happening. Well, and, and you were right about the family portraits. Like you do have to kind of assume the role of a boss. Um, you, you're directing the shoot and you are on a schedule. So, <laughs> you know, you have a contractual obligation to get stuff done. So... You have to oh kind of goodness. work fast, but, uh, <clears throat> at the same time, don't yell at the guests. I, I, and I'm talking about all this stuff because I've been, uh, a guest to weddings where photographers exhibited these behaviors. And I think that's what made me not want to do wedding photography at first. Mm -hmm. Um, and why wedding photography has kind of a really crappy reputation. Uh, but I've seen the, the, sorry, the, the photographer yelling at the bridesmaids because they were just having too much fun. And she's, she's like, you guys are disrespectful. The bride is oh, here. Wow. This is her day. And I'm just thinking like, I know you're older. She was in her forties and the bridesmaids were probably like early twenties. Um, and this was a friend's wedding too. So I won't mention any names or. Yeah, it's really anything. not your place to. Well, I guess that can be another one. Don't lecture people. It's not your place to butt in and stick That's your right. nose into their family business. There are times when discussed before the wedding, I will make sure that myself and my assistant are prepared for certain um, potential 
mm-hmm. scenarios. For example, this last wedding I photographed, there was some tension between the groom's parents and their significant others. And we mm. specifically asked, or I specifically asked, do you want their significant others in photographs? And they said, no. So I usually will do a photo with the parents and then with the parents' significant others so that mm-hmm. I get both. So that if they ever split up, <laughs> you still have photos with just the parents. Right. Um, but they specifically didn't want them. So I said this to um, my assistant, to my second shooter, Liz. So she knew. I'm like, they don't want photos with the significant others. So if they start to wander over, if you can distract them or something. But if those two people are going to wander into a photo and I just assume that they're getting a photo, I'm going to snap the photo and then be like, okay, we're done. Unless That's right. the bride and groom say, no, we're not doing a photo with you. Like, it's not your responsibility right. to be like, they don't want a photo with you. So, <laughs> And a lot of these things you can go over during the contract signing, right? Yeah. So, um, like, don't, don't be shy. Ask Ask, are your parents still together? Yes. You know, nobody's really going to get offended by that. You do if anything, want to they'll know be, that. And they'll be happy about it. They'll be like, yeah, our parents are awesome. They made it, you know, and uh, I'm their, 70 I'm billion their pride kid. and joy. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I found, I, I don't think I have um, shot a wedding where the parents have been split up and they haven't been able to get it together to be in a photo together. It mm-hmm. kind of sounded like these two parents were going to be the most at odds of all of the split up parents I have photographed at a wedding, but they still got their shit together and stood in a photo on either side of the couple. Um, and Amazing. when you're asking these questions beforehand, you can put the couple's mind at ease too. Cause they're usually like, I don't know if they'll be in a photo together. They don't get along very well. And you can say, that's fine. We can do a photo with your dad. We can do a photo with your mom, but if they are able to do one together, we'll do it. And, Mm-hmm. I found that most parents are able to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, so I have been in situations where um, the the father refused to be in the photo unless his uh, new wife was in there with him. <sighs> that would be a little bit heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I mean, I had to humor them. I, you know, you you kind of do what what you feel is right at the time. You kind of have to follow your gut a little bit. Yeah, and if you if you can um, if you can stage it so that you can crop that person out later, right. yeah. that's even better. Well, <laughs> I spoke to the bride and I said, "Look, you know, just just because I'm taking a picture doesn't mean anything. I, you don't have to take this picture. I don't have to give it to you. Yeah. You don't have to print it." Like, and she goes, "Oh, that's a good point." She's like, "Whatever, yeah. then I don't care who's in the picture. Yeah. Get the bartender in the picture." Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you know, but at some point I just do want to, I do want to go to the new spouses of the split up parents and say, look, that's their sex trophy. They're the ones who competed in this. Let them, let them be photographed yeah. with it. I, I haven't, not part of this. I haven't really, uh, there might've been once where spouses just sort of assumed that they were going to be in photos, but I always get photos with just the parents, mm-hmm. um, first, and then if, if they want to have spouses in, then I'll be like, okay, and spouses. Um, but I, I haven't. No. Usually, usually the spouses stand back. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if they do, if they do not, you know, don't get emotional and start yelling at people. Yeah, it's not your place to butt <laughs> in and lecture anyone. So don't right. bother, just humor everyone. Um, yeah. 
Well, you're there to do a job. Yeah, be prepared too. So ask these questions so you sort of know what the deal is with the family. But you said something interesting about, you know, making sure that you do everything on time, which is pretty important with uh, family photos. And I just Mm -hmm. thought, yeah, don't waste the couple's time because they have an itinerary for the day. And you should know what it is. Don't make them late for their dinner because usually if they're late for dinner, there's additional charges. Can be, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Or it's just cold. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like don't be like, oh, I really want to get this shot. It's going to take us an extra 20 minutes to go to this other location. It's not not your call. However, if... So, so this actually brings me on to the next point I wanted to mention. Um, earlier I said, you know, you're there to fulfill your contractual obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, at no point should you bring up the contract at a wedding. Just don't. <laughs> it is the in your best interest to keep it to yourself and not, you know, advertise it or not discuss it, especially with the bride. If they say, look, I know our dinner's at 6.30, it's 6.15, it's a ten minute ba- ten minute drive to the venue. Um, we should go, but can we swing by this place? It's only going to be an extra ten minutes. I know we're going to be late, um, but can we swing by this venue and just just take a couple of portraits outside? You should not at any point say, "Well, that's not in our contract," because mm-hmm. that's 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 career suicide. That that right there is just like I don't care about what I do. I just want to get paid. So I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at no point during the wedding should you ever bring up, well, that's not in our contract or our contract states that I'm here till six and or six thirty, and, and you taking my time further, blah, blah, blah. Just bite the bullet and do it. If you're booking things after, um, for example, if you're, if you booked a wedding from, you know, 10 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. when they when they arrive at the reception, and then you booked something else at 7 or 7.30, whatever, don't. <laughs> that is not in your best interest. Part of the reason why, um, why we charge so much is because typically we don't have to work for the rest of the day on that, on that Saturday. Um, you know, it's not like we're going to have another obligation to, to fulfill. So always expect... For, for delays, always expect for weather things. So an, another big faux pas. Oh, is, wait, hold on. I just want to say something about that before you yeah. move on to the next one. Um, I wouldn't even stop at not mentioning it at the wedding. Um, make sure that you communicate every part of your contract throughout the entire process um, without being like, your contract says. So um, there was this book that my friend Ralph um, recommended that I read, and I cannot find it right now, but I will make an effort to find the title and then put it in the show notes. Did you notes. read it? I did. I read the book. Okay. And what he said about contracts in this book is never mention the contract unless you absolutely have to. So that's right. Unless you are heading in the direction of, you know, getting a lawyer, don't mention mm-hmm. the contract. Exactly. Absolutely. That That's where I was going with this, you know. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, what's the next one that you wanted to bring up? Then? Well, it was it wasn't the next one; it was the same one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but you have totally wrecked my train of thought, so it's derailed. Well, you said it was a new um, faux pas, so not, fine, not my fault. It's your own fault. Language. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of language, <laughs> no means mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I have 
told the story about, you know, usually I sort of make fun of people so that they will take off their sunglasses. Um, you will kind of get an idea of when someone is telling you no and they mean it. Mm-hmm. And when someone is telling you no because they're just being a pain in the butt. Um, Hopefully. I, yeah. I have made the mistake before. Well, yes. You'll learn, Petro. Don't worry. You'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> but if, uh, th- I did photograph um, this one wedding and the father said no. He did not want to take off his sunglasses. And he was yeah. not rude. He just said no. So he had his sunglasses on for his photos. So if anyone tells you no, they don't want to do something. Respect that. Yeah. So let let the bride uh, and groom fight fight that battle, right? Yeah. So the only uh, time that I push it is with family photos, um, when they're wearing sunglasses or something, and they're being like really cranky, and the bride is like impatient, and I say, "Can you take your sunglasses off?" And you know, they say, "But we wear gl- sunglasses or we wear glasses," and then the bride kind of rolls her eyes. Yeah. If she seems like she's going to speak up, then I will be like, well, I want you to take, I try to keep it, you know, calm. I want you to take your sunglasses off so I can see your eyes or whatever. Um, usually the wedding party is pretty well behaved, so you don't have to worry about that so much. I have said this once only because the this wedding party was really fun and they were kind of inappropriate and made all kinds of funny jokes and <laughs> they loved laughing. So this kind of thing came up the 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 father actually said because uh, he had transitions and so he's like but I wear glasses so like like I wear glasses all the time every day and <laughs> I just said I wear underwear every day but if you take your glasses off I'll take my underwear off oh that's and funny he's, and he's like well now I definitely am going not going to take them off <laughs> I said well in that case I'll keep mine on if you take them off and everybody was laughing, everybody (laughs) thought it was really funny. And I was sort of given a high five by, by the mom. Cause she's like, he, he never takes them off. He's such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but just like, go ahead. Well, he took them off and he held them in his hand and I'm like, put them in your pocket. (laughs) And then he goes, Oh, but I don't have any pockets. And I'm like, whatever, (laughs) hold them. I'm photographing this. (laughs) You know, um, um, well, I just, yeah, like if the bride says, no, I don't want to sit in the grass, don't make her sit in the grass. Right. Absolutely. If she doesn't want to lean against a tree, don't make her lean against a tree. Just if someone Basically, says no, res- don't push No it. means no. Respect people's wishes, right? If, wishes. Um, right? if yeah. they say, no, I don't want to go on the date with you, then they don't want to go on the date with you. So, I, Oh, wrong topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been having some issues with that lately. No. <laughs> I'm not actually kidding, but go on. Okay. Well, we'll I've been asking we'll out so many people 38. and they, they say no. And I'm like, but. <laughs> but I won the baseball tournament. But what if? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but that leads me to a really important thing is uh, there should be absolutely no touching. Do not mm-hmm. touch people. Okay. Um, yes. Right. Uh, and I'm talking about as a photographer, uh, whether you're photographing a portrait in the studio or you're photographing yeah. Um, don't come over and fix people's hair. It's it's really not your job. Like, ask if, if the hair is really kind of blowing in the face, um, and you can ask them. Say, hey, can you tuck your hair behind your ear or whatever? You can ask people to do that. Um, ask somebody else to do that who's involved in that. Perhaps, you know, if you're in the studio and you're doing a photo shoot with a hair and makeup artist mm-hmm. uh, or a stylist, photo stylist, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's their job to do that. Yep. Ask them, say, you know what, They're, the hair's in the face. Yes. Do you have any suggestions? Can we do something about that? And I always use the line, can we do something about that? Because <laughs> it it puts me in the position where I don't know what to do because I'm not a hair stylist. You know, okay, I know I can move it, but um, um, if I'm working with somebody I know, like family or someone I'm close to, I will say, hey, pardon my touch. I'm just going to move you with the hair a little bit out of the way. Cool, cool. High five. Yeah, I was going to say there are s- certain situations in which I will move people. Like, or touch people. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always, I have given you an instruction probably three times. And mm-hmm. you're just not understanding it. And you look totally confused. And it, you're getting a little bit overwhelmed. And then I will walk up to you and you'll say, I'll say, I'm just going to move you. Is that okay? I'll ask them yeah. if I can ask touch permission. them. Um, but if they say no. <laughs> then, yeah. If they say <laughs> no, then no. Out. I will do that with children as well. But usually this is after having established some sort of fun rapport with the kids. Right. Absolutely. So, And then I'll just grab them by the shoulders and like move them. Right. And mm-hmm. usually they giggle and their parents laugh. Um, but you, if, if you have to touch someone, you ask their permission, you be very <laughs> gentle. <laughs> if you have to touch someone, touch them on the bum. <laughs> Speaking about bums, don't, be like complimenting like the yeah. bride's boobs or her butt or anything really you know right. <laughs> or the groom's junk oh those oh pants God. really hold your junk away i have i have <laughs> you have not said what's in your pocket <laughs> oh my god and then that <laughs> seems to like make the groomsmen say inappropriate things right i'm like whatever it is if it's removable, take it out. <laughs> Tuck it between your legs. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, this is taking a turn. You can, but seriously, you can you can say to whoever, "You look amazing. You look great." Don't be like your ass looks you amazing. You look fantastic. Um, I totally get. You are so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't I avoid saying that though. Like you can, <laughs> I I don't know I develop a pretty um I'm, i don't want to say intimate but like close relationship with my clients where yeah. like i joke around with them and stuff and i've talked to them so much leading up to the wedding that you know we get along well and i can crack mm-hmm. jokes with them but never have but I it's also ever your said, business model right yeah. ridiculously happy people so but that is, is not great. that is not i'm going to look at your boobs right so exactly um i have never said you know your ass looks good um if they say like <laughs> Because some brides will be like, oh, I'm not happy. Like, I have back butt or whatever. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't see it. You're crazy. But that's about Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, it's, it's obviously there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to lie to them, yeah. right? <laughs> so don't tell the truth. Um, Definitely make them well, feel like they look good, but you do not need to get specific. <laughs> you know, and it's bit me in the ass before. Uh, like, I'm, I'm talking about because not Because they wanted the you to comment on their butt? <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Comment on the butt, bit me in the ass. That's funny. <laughs> um, you know what happened? Uh, the story I shared with you about the bride who wasn't happy about her photos because her hair looked bad. Like I did know, I did think her hair looked bad. I really did. But I couldn't say that. And I mean, in, in the retrospect, what could I have done? Nothing. So even though she called the credit card company and they refunded three and a half thousand dollars back to her. And for about 24 hours, I was without the money. I'm sure I shared this story with, oh, yeah. with everybody. So if you want to know more, 
go into our back catalog. And, <laughs> and listen, listen to all of the episodes until you find that one story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I would have loved to say, like, what the fuck were you thinking with your hair? It's terrible. <laughs> I would have loved uh. to say that. I'm, you know, like, this is not 1983. Like, come on. But the reality was that her bridesmaids were, were going crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, she looks so beautiful. And Yeah, that seems so weird to me that they would be doing that. Well, because they're, cause they're, they're sort of assuming the same role, right? But you, this, okay. You're not going to... This is why you have a hair trial before your wedding. Like, for goodness yeah. sakes, you know exactly what your hair is going to look like. No, oh, they, they never even met goodness. the stylist. That's um, she she mm. booked them on the phone based on the fact that they were the same uh, nationality. Great. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. So she literally looked at the yellow pages and she's like, oh, that looks like a Lebanese name. I'll call them. <laughs> and uh, oh. that's what happened. Yeah. Well, on the topic of bums, mm-hmm. wear appropriate clothes. And we've talked about this before. You're not wearing sweatpants. You are wearing probably dress pants. Um, and, or in my case, nice jeans. Denim's okay now. I mean, yeah. it's... It really it's, is, but it's, you got to pick the right wedding. Like, I have gotten right. wardrobe instructions from couples before, and that's perfectly fine. Um, yep. But I, usually I wear black pants. Um, here's the thing. My pants come up pretty much to my waist and I am also wearing a shirt that's long at the back. So my butt is covered. Um, and also there's no like bedazzling on my bottom. So, you know, so you don't really tell that they're jeans, but you know what I mean? You're, you're wearing appropriate clothes, nothing with like grease stains on them or dirt or anything. Lint brush yourself when you get out of the car. But here's Mm -hmm. the other thing. I, I see a lot of photographers wearing dresses and I have had, um, older, um, members of society come up to me at weddings and say, you should be dressed like the wedding party. And the first thing that goes through my head is, no, I might be laying on the ground. I'm not going to wear a dress. Like I don't want to dress mm-hmm. flying up and I, I don't want to flash everyone. Speaking of mm-hmm. being inappropriate, like I'm wearing pants. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, some people I, wear dresses while they're yeah. shooting. That is fine. Do not wear a short dress. Hannah wears a dress, uh, yep. but she, yep. she'll obviously wear shorts underneath too oh that's Um, that's a good idea (laughs) yeah right um but it's not like her butt is not exposed in the dress when she's standing up right and if she bends over her her butt is not exposed like you're not you're not showing off your quads like it should probably go down to your knees to be safe Um, wait if i'm not a biology major quads is that another name for bum your thighs basically Uh, yeah i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) um no, you're right. And I mean, I've worked with photographers who wear dresses and they, they look really nice and they fit in, they blend in. Yeah. Um, and I've I've overdressed for weddings before where I wore a suit and I was the only one, you know, I'm like, damn it. So what I've started doing is uh, talking to the bride and groom about their wardrobe. So mm-hmm. I will ask the groom, like, are you renting a tux? Are you wearing a suit? Are you doing the whole beach hobo thing? You know, um, and they, they laugh at that because they're like, you mean beach bum? And I'm like, whatever. Just hear mm. me, tell me what you're wearing. Um, <clears throat> so sometimes they'll come back. They're like, yeah, I'm wearing jeans and a, and a cool shirt and a vest, which is what I wear to my wedding. And uh, I'll, I'll tell them, cool. All right. So you guys are OK if I wear denim? Oh, yeah. Nobody's dressing up. It's yeah. a backyard wedding. Awesome. And I'll put on a really nice pair of jeans, like really dark denim. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Never. Um, I would I would say I would say never wear light wash denim. 
<laughs> if you're going to wear denim, it better be dark wash or black. Uh, but if you're not sure, then yeah, mimic what the groomsmen are doing. Yeah, I, I do. I do quite often. And I mean, I, I love wearing suits. Uh, that's like, if I could wear a suit every day, I would. Um, you're like Barney is, off of How I Met Your <laughs> Mother. I've been re-watching that. All right. You know what? I, I'll start watching it. I have never seen a full entire episode. It, it is entertaining. Yeah, Give okay. it a little bit of time. <laughs> um, but I, I say the groomsmen because, again, the dresses that bridesmaids wear are generally impractical. So if the groomsmen are wearing black pants, wear black pants. Yeah. You don't have to wear a tie. A little bit on the wardrobe. Like, One of my favorite weddings was uh, I photographed it with a friend, a friend of mine. Uh, I actually second shot it for him and, um, it was like 10 years ago and the bridesmaids wore, um, off the rack dresses, all different from Sears outlet. I think like each dress was between 20 and 30 bucks. Yeah. And I want to say there was three or four of them. I don't recall. The bride looked stunning. The bridesmaids looked even better. <laughs> because they each bought a dress that was that fit them, that fit their style, that fit their, you know, even how they were wearing their hair, mm -hmm. everything. And it, and it was the bride who picked them out for, for mm -hmm. them because she's into fashion, whatever. I don't know. Were they all like she, one color scheme? They were not. They oh. were not related at all. And it was the best looking bridal party to date. That's um, interesting. I'm not even joking. It, it was so great. It, it was so nice to see because it was all of a sudden like like a group of people that that just looked great that got together and it was almost like a, a wedding catalog shoot, you know, <laughs> um, because when everybody looks the same, yeah. you know, wearing the same dress, guess what? Yeah. Okay. You can give one girl strapless. You can give another one straps. Whatever. You can have a belt with this one, but they're all wearing that kind of lilac silk draped down yeah. grossness that <laughs> cost 400 bucks plus a piece. Yeah. Um, guess what? They're never going to wear that dress ever again. Mm -hmm. These girls were, we, we talked about it just, just between the... And, and back then, I got to admit, I was I was doing a lot of fashion shoots. And so, I, I mean, I noticed things like that. Yeah. And I complimented them on them. I said, guys, your dresses look fantastic. I mean, what a great idea. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about it, about it a little bit. And they're like, we're actually going to wear these, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they hey, were probably super thrilled that they did not cost a small fortune. And they 20, could 20 to 30 bucks each. Like, That's awesome. It, it's incredible. So same thing. So. At that wedding, I was wearing a suit. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel super overdressed right now. Well, it's better. Uh, it's definitely better to be overdressed than underdressed. Mm -hmm. So if you're, Absolutely. if your, um, like typical wedding outfit is like pretty casual, for one thing, make sure that you have photos of yourself working and put them on your website and social media and stuff, so people sort of have an idea what to expect. But also discuss it with the couple. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we talked recently about uh, me having. Um, a second shooter uh, show up and... This is uh, what I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but where are we? Um, I'm losing my train of thought again. Don't <laughs> argue with the coordinator. And I think this goes beyond weddings. Don't argue with the art director. Don't argue with whoever is organizing this, like, day, mm -hmm. event, shoot, whatever. Um what you have to keep in mind is that you're not more important than other vendors. Yeah. Yes, you are 
providing a product that will have a timeless effect on the wedding because the limo it's probably going to be scrapped in 10 years the cake is gone (laughs) well you don't keep the limo anyway (laughs) exactly but i mean you know the limo's gone the hall rental is done the decorations are done the flowers are dead um the cake has been eaten the food has been eaten everything's done the tuxedo rental you know back the dress has been pressed and uh put into your closet whatever the situation is all you have left is the photos so yes we get it your photos are timeless they're they're one of the products that's that is timeless but without the other vendors you don't have a wedding so do not think that you're more important than than the than the other vendors because without food People would starve. <laughs> well, here's the thing about the coordinator is they know people mm-hmm. and they may get booked before the photographer is. Um, so mm-hmm, they're not going to recommend you if nope. you're showing up to a wedding and you're picking a fight with them. Um, so don't do that. Absolutely. Um, do you ever have uh, any uh, issues with other vendors? Ah, uh, okay. I guess this is a faux pas, I guess. I have I have liked the coordinators that I've worked with. I have seen coordinators who have been a little bit absent because they've been running around taking care of other stuff and the bride felt like she wasn't present enough for the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think it was necessary that she was. Um, I have seen coordinators be very available and like take care of stuff, but I have seen coordinators and a... Um, venue coordinators um complain about their clients at, oh, amazing at weddings and after them to me and hmm. i don't know like sort of vent their frustration and i i guess i just didn't know these vendors well enough to for them to complain to me so if you're going to complain about your clients don't do it when the clients are right there <laughs> right. and do it to people that you trust because it, it's just going to make you look bad. You know what? Don't do it at all because sometimes I don't agree with, with, uh, with, uh, with people's opinions uh, most of the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, are you saying all of the, those times I've complained to you, you've on the inside been like, Sophia's such a bitch. <laughs> no, not all the time, all the time. And <laughs> sometimes I feel I let people vent because I get it, like frustration. You, you need to you need somebody to talk to, whatever. But a lot of the times the shit people complain about is not actually a big deal. And <laughs> it goes back to thinking you're a rock star and more important than me. And not you, Sophia. I, I, I barely hear you complain. Sometimes you, you talk to me about things that you're not happy with. And I'm just like, that's great. You know, let's find a solution, whatever. <laughs> But well, I do like I've that never, finding a solution business. Yeah, I've never thought that you were unreasonable. Whereas okay. sometimes I'm at I'm at weddings or photo shoots and I'm just like, you're getting paid. Shut up. Like, seriously. Okay, the lighting's not great. You know, maybe you should go back to school and learn how to. Yeah, seriously. You need to work around it. Like, don't be like to the coordinator. <laughs> um, Can we turn the lights up? Because I can't take photos in low lighting. Yeah. No, Well, that's... I'm talking about video you're... guys. Oh, well. I... I, I have seen to... I have seen videographers do amazing things with like, you know, okay equipment 
and no light. <laughs> mm-hmm. So clearly it can be done. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, it's 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 always the video guys because there's there's two kind of videographers. There's the really good videographer who just does a really good job and produces a quality product and they do it well. And then there's the videographer who just started who's got probably 40 grand in equipment has like cranes and booms and seven people running around with their headsets and earpieces and basically turning it into a movie set to the point where I'm kind of like, you're always in the shot. Mm-hmm. Like you're no longer doing your job. You're, yeah. you're actually, you're doing everything we tell, we're, we're telling photographers not to do right now where you're not more important than me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I get it. I'm going to be respectful. I'm not more important than you, but you're ruining my day by, <laughs> by being in my shot. And that's, you know, like if I'm photographing the, this happened just a couple of years ago. I'm photographing in a church and I'm on a balcony and I'm doing the first kiss from the balcony because the, the vantage point is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And the damn videographer is like running around with his steady cam, you know, literally like running around them <laughs> yep. as, they're, as, they're, as they're doing their kiss. And every shot he's in there. And I no find, matter what. Yeah, I find that pretty frustrating too. Most videographers, like I've said before, I try to connect with all of the vendors before the wedding, which I'm finding is very useful, especially when it comes to Absolutely. the videographer, because then you have a bit of a rapport. So, you know, when you arrive, you're like, okay, we're working together. Um, but, you know, I, I see them, they have their, their wide shot at the back, right down the aisle. And yeah. I usually go, okay, if I kneel here, am I out of your shot? Are you seeing anything poking up? Like, is my flash at the bottom of your, <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> of your frame? Yeah. Um, well, and and it, it's absolutely, you got to be respectful to them too, because yeah. they have a job to do. They have a contractual obligation yeah. to the bride and groom as well. But at some point you have to kind of find a common ground. Yeah. Try to stay out of their shot, but they got to stay out of your shot. So the, the, I am not, um, anti-video. I, I mean, I never, I never had video at my wedding or, uh, if people ask me, I tell them the truth. You know what? You're never going to look at your video. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's the, that's the way it is. If you want to have, um, video for your children, yep. do it. it. If you want to look back at it in 50 years on your anniversary, do it. Cause you'll, it, it's going to tug on some heartstrings, yeah. but reality is, you know, it's not something that you're, you really Oh my gosh, I'm going to get crucified for this. Um, I want to, I was going to say it's not the best value, but it is. <laughs> I, I just don't <laughs> Any think... Any video guys who are listening to me, okay. let me finish. <laughs> no, no, I just... Um, yeah, I want to say something about this too. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good videography is beautiful. <laughs> like I yeah. have seen really good wedding videography. My only issue is... Um, at this point in time with technology, the only time you're looking at your wedding video is when you pull it out and put it on your TV, right? So mm-hmm. you're probably only watching it like once when you get it, and then you're showing it to all of your family, and then you're watching it at your anniversary, maybe three or four times in your life, you know, when you're hmm. feeling nostalgic. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll we'll get there where like you have videos hanging on your walls. <laughs> Um, but we're just not there yet. So right now I, I just, I want couples obviously to invest more in photography than videography just because I think it has more value that way. Right. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. Not but... saying that there isn't like cost in videography. I totally get that for sure. 
Right. Yeah, you're you're hoping that I get crucified now, right? <laughs> yep. You're like, yep, I'm Sophia took care of it. Passing the blame on you. No, you know what it is. Um, what I was trying to say earlier is that a good video is is capturing the moment just like photography. It doesn't have to be um, this, this five-minute kind of music video kind of thing, montage, where literally it's a song and you just have clips that might as well be stills. You know, if you, if you get great video, it's both, it's, it's capturing the event, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's telling a story. Yep. So if you, if you're a a client shopping for a videographer, see who, who gives a product that tells a story, look at actual uh, people, um, client uh, reviews, et cetera. Because if you're after that, if all you're after is that three to five minute kind of like a music video uh, video kind of thing where mm-hmm. that's all you're getting at the end yep. expect to have four to eight people at your wedding running around with like lights and um, yeah. steady cams and and get in my way right yep. so it's kind of like a, a tip to the video guys hey don't get in my way because i'll crush you mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i think this brings us to our next faux pas actually which is don't be complaining about technical issues to your clients yes oh, <laughs> i love when we're in um deal with it yeah. fix the problem change locations whatever but don't make it the couple's problem and yeah. he- here's where you can go to the coordinator and be like look i'm having this issue is there somewhere else we can go or some way we can solve this problem without yelling at them I've had a camera die on me at a wedding before and the last thing I did was tell anybody not even my uh, assistant knew (laughs) nobody knew and that's why you had a backup I just shot with one camera body for the rest of the day Um, and after that I kind of shot with one camera body most of the time to tell you the truth like I went from wearing uh, one of those uh, black rapid micro river jig straps whatever they're called Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what they're called so so bad I don't know what you're talking about um, it's kind of like your spider holster, but it's, but it goes different. on your chest. Uh, it goes over your shoulders and yeah. Oh, okay. And e- there's a camera on each side. All right. I think I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah. And they kind of hang down. Yeah. Um, so I went from that to no strap at all. Like I, I know strap it one camera body and no strap 85 mil lens on it. I'll shoot an entire wedding with it. I don't care. Um, it's fun. It's good times. But the reality is it took, it took a negative experience to actually get me to, be a little bit more comfortable with my gear um, because I was terrified and I always had a wide angle lens on one camera and a telephoto on another camera, so to speak. So I had, a, I, I used to shoot with uh, either a 24 mil or a 35 mil on one camera or later on I went to a 24 to 70 and then just an 85 mil or sometimes a 7200 on the other camera. Now I, I literally just do almost the entire wedding with an 85. It's so limiting. It's so annoying. <laughs> but the photos are so nice. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, they're they're all the same perspective. Yeah. Don't talk about it with a bride and groom. Don't tell them, no. oh, I'm only using one camera and I'm only using one lens. And it's the 85 millimeter F1.2 and the bokeh and the, the depth of field and yeah. the blah, blah, blah. And they're going to be like, why does this matter? Yeah. If you so, feel the need to share this information to prepare them, I think... Possibly you're a little bit insecure in your abilities because, you know, there are people who shoot with a 50 millimeter lens, like a $300 50 millimeter lens. 
Is it even $300 anymore? Isn't it like 150 150 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've shot tons of weddings yeah, without lens. They do that and it turns out perfectly fine. The so, only crappy thing is they do break. They break a lot. Like yeah. they, they, they just, because they're so plastic and I'm so hard on the equipment that I, if you are thinking of a 50 mil lens, get yourself the Sigma art lens mm. or get yourself the, uh, the actual Canon 50 mil. But I would, I would probably spend the money on the Sigma. Um, beautiful lens. And, at the end of the day, whatever, stuff looks great. It's built well, you know. But if you're nerding out and if you're doing the geek speak to the bride and groom, chances are they're not interested in it <laughs> and you're going to bore them. And then that's going to reflect in the photographs. Engage them in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm picturing photos of a bored bride and groom and it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe do those on purpose. Yeah. If I uh, mean, if that's their personality and they're like, we're yeah. really boring people and we would just like to look totally unimpressed in all of our <laughs> Can photos. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be amazing. But uh, don't talk about, uh, don't talk about any, anything about your equipment. Um, if mm. the bride and groom are photographers and they ask you, short answers. Just answer yeah. and move on. Yeah. Focus on your job. Start photographing things. And the same thing with um, a photo shoot in the studio. Uh, or a commercial photo shoot or whatever, if if the client says something like, oh, can we do this? You don't need to educate them on photography. You don't need to say, well, my lens is this and it doesn't allow me to do what you want and blah, blah, blah. They don't care. They just they just want a yes or no answer half the time. Um, and in a, But going back further to what you said about, uh, you know, not... Or rather, did I say that? I think I said that. Well, what was, what was it? What was it? What was said? <laughs> if your shit breaks, do not talk to people about it. Yeah. If you suck so much that you only brought one camera and one lens to somebody's really important day and you didn't bring a backup, yeah. that's on you. Get yeah. yourself out there and rent. A, there's so many opportunities for you to cover yourself. Rent, borrow. Steal. Don't steal. Don't steal, steal if you um, <laughs> Now, I, I did um, say you maybe this is a time when you talk to the coordinator about, yeah. you know, moving locations for whatever reason. This is if you arrive early and you happen to notice the reception hall is not the best place for a group photo. Maybe you say to the coordinator, you know, is there another spot that we can do this group photo that we have planned later on? Not right, right now. Right now? If it's right now, you deal with it. <laughs> Um, if it's later on and you can, you know, you have like half an hour or more to plan, then I think and it's reasonable had this to happen. ask. Bride and groom wanted uh, a photo of all the guests on the church steps. I said, okay, that's not a problem. We'll, we'll do it. I get to the church and I'm like, these church steps will hold 30 people. <laughs> yeah. You have 300 here. And then it looks I, like no a big joke. like mush of people, like a weird big gooey mush where they're all like... Mm -hmm. they're, there's no straight lines or like uniformity to it. They're all just clumped all over the place. Well, you can't see half the people and the other half is still in the church, Meanwhile, right? Well, there's so that. <laughs> I said, I, and I mean, this was at a church that's on the corner of an intersection and it's really close to the sidewalk, really close to the road. Mm -hmm. And the stairs will literally hold like 30, maybe 40 people. And there was literally over 200 guests there. Oh, that's good. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? You guys come out, stand here. We'll get as many people out as possible. I went yeah. across the street <laughs> and oh, I stood in the back of a pickup truck bed. Oh, God. And yeah. Did you know that and person? Then, uh, nope. You just climbed into it? <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm not even sure if it was a wedding guest's pickup truck. 
I don't really know. If it was, they were probably like, that's my truck. Maybe. I'm useful. <laughs> I, I kind of chanced it, I'll be honest with you. And I probably wouldn't do that again because, I mean, like, if somebody was in the back of my pickup truck, I'd be like, what are you doing? Get out of there. Yeah. Um, Although, if they're like, look, I need I need to get the shot. I just need to elevate myself a little bit. I'd be like, all right, fine. But imagine if I fell and broke my face. I um, fear that constantly. <laughs> Especially when I'm close to water. I'm like, oh, don't fall in, don't fall in. Um, but I think another That's part a of phobia, actually. <laughs> falling into a pond, definitely. The fear of falling into a pond. Um, actually, fear of wanting to fall into a pond. Kind of like you don't trust yourself. Oh, my God. Like you're going to yeah. jump in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think the next part of this particular point is don't be like, oh, this is my first wedding. Uh, oh, my goodness. I've, I've only shot three weddings. This is my third wedding, you know? <laughs> this is going so well for my second wedding. Yes. So if people ask you, you can say, this is my first wedding. Yeah. Um Hopefully they won't ask you, but don't say that because what your clients probably already know at this point, you should not be mm -hmm. lying to your clients. But if anyone else, like if you're saying this to any of the guests, what they're going to say is like, this person is really in inexperienced and they're probably not going to hire you later on unless you completely rock it. Yeah. But if you're just. I got really lucky on my first wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it was amazing. And I got a little too cocky uh -oh. because my first wedding was film. Um, I photographed with a 35 millimeter camera, but I also photographed a majority of the wedding with a Pentax 645. So it's medium format. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what? I only shot like 10 rolls total. There's probably total of 180 photos or whatever. And believe it or not, they all rocked. They were just awesome. And it's because I knew the, I knew the bride and groom, um, it was great, you know, but my second wedding uh, was a digital wedding where I had a taste of photography education from the college I was at. Mm -hmm. And so I was, um, I think I was halfway into my first year. I don't recall exactly. Um, but I had a digital camera and um, which wasn't mine. I borrowed it. And I thought this is going to be amazing. I'm going to shoot it all digitally. How cool is that? But I took the very little bit of knowledge I had with me and the, and the cocky confidence from the first wedding. And I screwed up half of the photos. <laughs> I really did. Because um, all of a sudden I was like, oh, shadows. I need to fill them. I'm going to use a reflector. Mm. And I used a silver reflector to fill these shadows. And, the, and they're all just squinting like crazy. Yeah. You know, like I really screwed it up. Honestly, if when I look back at this wedding, I just kind of shake my head and go, why did they even pay me? And I charged a lot of money for it because it was the going rate and I felt that, hey, I deserve it. I rocked my first wedding. Yeah. So at no point, though, did I admit that this is only my second wedding. Yeah. Like, again, if, if you feel the need to share that information without anyone asking you, then you're probably not feeling very confident. So yeah. just think about that. Yeah, but composure. learn from it. Don't be overconfident like yeah. me. Well, you know, what that. I should have done <laughs> is photograph that wedding on film again because it would have probably been way better. <laughs> um, sometimes instant gratification kills you. And I do an assignment at the college where I 
it's an in-class assignment, but I'll I'll tape the back of the screen <laughs> and I'll send people out and I say, you have to photograph this person. You, basically, I want four portraits submitted to me at the end of class. It's a three-hour class. You can't look at the back of your screen. Uh, I literally put tape on it. And I mean, if somebody peels the tape off and looks, whatever, that's that's their loss. But when they come back, you'll be surprised how good some of these photos are. Yeah. And some people are like, my all my photos are out of focus. <laughs> oh. Well, your screen wouldn't have helped you there anyways. Maybe you need to work on that. But you you identify so many issues, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it's great. So totally off topic there. But back well, on topic. Um, I just have two more, which I think I'm going to lump together. Okay, go ahead. Don't drink and don't <sighs> dance. <sighs> You wanted those, didn't you? No, I drink at weddings all the time. (laughs) Here's my thing with drinking. I don't really drink, so not an issue for me. Um, If I did have a glass of wine, I'd probably be a little bit buzzed. Um, But I have, I've never, I have never personally seen a photographer drink at a wedding. Um, Mm -hmm. I have heard that most photographers don't. And Mm -hmm. the few that I have heard of that do drink at weddings, there are horror stories. <laughs> um, so if you're the type of person who can have a beer with the groomsmen before the wedding um, and that's all you're going to drink in the day, that's cool. I, I, I have just witnessed that people can't have one drink and they end up drinking too much and then, you know, you're working. You're not partying with them. So, so yeah. Don't drink. Um, <laughs> I've drank at weddings before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do not recommend it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have any horror stories, mm-hmm. but you will. I'm telling you, you will. I'm not uh, a big drinker. I don't drink. I do not consume a lot of alcohol on any given basis on any given day. I think the most I've ever had in the last 20 years was three drinks in one day type thing. So what I will share with you is this. One wedding I was at, I was not only the photographer, but I was also the groomsman. So, yes, I had a, a beer or two here and there. Um, yes, I had to photograph the creatives. And we hired another photographer. Uh, actually, it was Brandon David. He was hired to do the rest of the photography. So I felt like I was in good hands. Uh, he actually had an assistant. Um, so I was only there to do the creative photos of the bride and groom. So, yes, I drank. And, yes, the photos were still stunning. And, no, I did not get drunk. So, okay, there's, that's kind of the fine line and it doesn't always happen. I didn't want to be, um, sort of left out of the, the social group, the social convention of having a drink with a groomsman beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, did I enjoy it? Meh, it was 50, 50. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big drinker, but it was fun. We were having a good time. It did not intoxicate me. It did not prevent yeah. me from doing my job. When I'm a guest, at a wedding after the photography. So I fulfilled my contractual obligation at let's say 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. And they've requested that we stay behind. And to just enjoy the party kind of thing. To enjoy the party. But if you can, when, you know, we would really love it if you photographed the bouquet toss or something stupid mm-hmm. like that. Um, and these are people I know. So I would be at their wedding as a guest. So gotcha. I don't mind pulling out of my camera. Yeah. I will have a drink then. 
right? Because I fulfilled my contractual obligation, but I will at no point drink during the time I'm working. And um, Hannah and I were uh, asked to join another company on a wedding. It was a big wedding. Um, and we didn't touch any drinks We until the reception. Now, during the reception, we were still technically working, but it wasn't us who were hired to do the wedding. We were literally there sort of, sort of as consultants slash backup. Mm-hmm. So we helped with lighting. We helped with some of the posing. We helped with everything. But literally another studio hired us as sort of the on-site consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went on the dance floor and we danced. Like mm-hmm. we, we just enjoyed each other's company. We had drinks. We had a great time. To the point where some of the guests were actually having a better time because they're like... Wow, you guys are photographers mm-hmm. and you're enjoying yourself at a wedding. What a that, that's so cool. You know, I had a blast. I gotta yeah. admit that was that was a lot of fun. Well, um, you just shit all over my last point, so thanks a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> <so cool. laughs> um, well, just the the reality is that if you are okay, out of three hundred weddings I photographed. I can share maybe half a dozen where I actually kind of participated and drank Mm -hmm. and danced, right? Actually, I think that was the only wedding I ever danced at (laughs) as as a photographer. (laughs) So I don't dance, so that solves that problem. Yeah, same here. I'm not very good at it. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I I think I'm very good at it when I'm dancing by myself at home or with my dog. Um, But that's about it. How about if think about it if if you were a guest and you were to look at yourself behaving this way drinking dancing would you judge that person and if in that situation you would judge that person don't do it i totally True. get if you if it's your friend's wedding having a beer beforehand having some drinks at the reception and dancing totally get it um and i still get it if you're dancing at the reception because the couple asked you to stay and enjoy the party um i would still not recommend that you get drunk so my issue with drinking is not that you're drinking alcohol. It's the getting drunk part. That's the problem. And I found exactly. that a lot of people have difficulty. Controlling just, themselves. Yeah, just having one drink and not getting mm-hmm. drunk. So that's the problem. So if you can. But I'm a very easy light, light drinker too. Like yeah. I would probably get drunk from well, a beer at 11 a.m. <laughs> and the pro- Well, and the problem with the reception is, you know, you've been standing all day. You probably didn't eat lunch or have any snacks and you haven't right. been drinking water. So. Um, if you have a glass of wine, it might hit you harder than you're expecting. So, um, yeah, be extra careful. I d- just generally don't recommend drinking at a wedding. Like, think about it. You're working um, the same way that you yeah. would, you know, maybe maybe have a beer at lunch on Fridays if, you know, you're working an office job. Um, I don't know. And I, I don't I just don't dance. So I don't dance. <laughs> and I kind of look at it like you're crashing the party kind of thing. But then again, at a, at that point, a lot of the guests are already drunk. So true. <laughs> yeah, just in general, don't don't do it. Um, yeah. So to kind of well, there's one more point I wanted to talk about, and it's it's kind of behaving as a professional um, because. Oh. I find, yeah, uh, which kind of, you know, completely destroys my previous point of it's okay to have a little fun. It is okay to have fun. <laughs> I know, no, totally. If you can control your fun. <laughs> um, 
so social media is really wicked. I mean, we connect with people, we have a good time, but uh, people forget that, you know, this is just words on a screen that you need to leave your emotions at the door, so to speak. And this is something that you should really more take more with a grain of salt rather than use as a, as a roadmap, as a guide, whatever. But we talked a lot about becoming Facebook friends with uh, your bride and groom and kind of engaging a little bit and, you know, having having a, a chat here and there and connecting with them, just kind of being a familiar face to them. And I think that's totally okay. What I don't think is okay at any time or at any point is when you become friends on Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. and then you involve yourself in conversations these people have with their friends that you okay. might not know, mm-hmm. right? And I'm talking about giving out personal opinions, maybe even having an argument with another one of their friends that about a point of view, or maybe they really like Donald Trump and you don't. Um shut up. (laughs) It's not your role. Like be a professional. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, You really need to check your ego at the door. Um, And even if you completely disagree, do not, do not engage with people on your client's timeline. Now I have seen, you know, stories on Buzzfeed where a wedding photographer had booked a client and that photographer um, shot a gay wedding and that client was anti-gay marriage. And so they fired the wedding photographer and then the wedding photographer donated their, um, you know, their deposit to Uh like a gay rights activism (laughs) group. Right. Um, so in cases like that, if you have serious fundamental issues with what your clients are doing, like super serious, um, I you can consider canceling the contract. You have to give them their money back. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they're going out to Trump rallies and they're um, beating up, you know, women and minorities. and Because <laughs> that's what happens at those rallies. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if that's what they're doing yeah. and, and you have serious issue with that, then I would totally be on board with you not working with those clients. Um, I would want to also have the guts to do something like that. Um, Now I do add my clients and I add my clients wedding parties to Facebook. While I send them a request, they have to accept it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will engage with them, but I have found that most of the stuff that I'm engaging with is stuff that I post on social media. So I say that I have cats, I have dogs, I like baseball, I like to go hiking, I, I go to the gym and all this fun stuff, right? right? And so the stuff that I'm engaging with them on Facebook about is, you know, they're posting pictures of their cats or funny memes and stuff like that. And I'm... Which is totally okay. Right? Um, I'm not... But then again, honestly, I... Can say genuinely, I like most of my clients, and very few of them post very much political stuff on Facebook. So <laughs> I haven't had an opportunity to get into a fundamental disagreement with most of them. So mm-hmm. I don't think I've had any Trump supporter clients. <laughs> well, and I was just using it as, a, as an example, whatever. But, <clears throat> um, but yet you don't. Yeah, don't pick it. So if your if clients you have, are racist, if you have that racist client and they're posting really, really awful stuff on Facebook. Um, don't pick a fight with them on Facebook. Just fire them as a client. 
Yeah, if it really bothers you, just walk away yeah. because you never know who's who. Or, I for example, actually... say say you you are a gay wedding photographer. You're a gay person. You photograph weddings, and the couple that hired you is like anti-gay marriage. Um, I right. I would or anti-gay adoption. Um, would not blame you for not wanting to work with them if they're spewing all sorts of stuff all over social media right. about how much they they think gay people have ruined the world and marriage and blah, blah, blah. So this goes a little bit further than just Facebook. This also goes to Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Snapchat's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so be careful with that. Uh, but also Instagram. So I witnessed a photographer um, call a future bride like, hot with two two capital t's h-o-t-t uh with like the smiley face with hearts just blowing out of the the eye sockets and i don't know this person but a friend of mine that i know she said um we just booked this guy as a photographer um we didn't go with your guy because he was too expensive uh we just but is this appropriate like should i be worried i'm like Honestly, I don't know. You took a picture of yourself half naked uh, in a bikini on a beach and looking at a sunset. Or obviously somebody else took a picture of you and you posted it. Um, I always I always love those when people, kind of going off topic, when people post pictures of themselves on Instagram, but they're in the photo. And I'm like, how did you take this? <laughs> Anyways, um, this, this literally happened just uh, last year. And I'm like... I don't know. Like you, what do you, what kind of response do you want? Um, like, do you want me to say that that's very inappropriate? You shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. Or do you want me to say your photo shared to the public? Like, I don't want to say it's inappropriate because that's, that's your beach attire, but your, you know, your bum is clearly visible. And like, what, what do you want me to say? I, I really don't have a good response to this. And her her rebuttal to that was, well, I'm just going to be super awkward during the wedding if he's shooting us and he's like just con- constantly thinking about me, you know, in a bikini. <laughs> well, you have two choices. Confront him about that or fire him. <laughs> That's it, right? Um, I, do, I never followed up. I don't know what happened. But... But talk about an awkward situation where you could put yourself in just by saying something, you know, and you could be, you could be funny because it's a really hot day and you could be like, hot, hmm, I don't know, <laughs> probably not. There's a really good chance the person said hot because she's a beautiful girl uh, in her late 20s with a great body on a beach, half naked. So yeah, there, we know the reason why he said hot. And Mm-hmm. What do you get? What do you do? Really? What do you do? So to avoid the situation where your clients are potentially going to feel awkward in front of your camera and not give you the good product, the good result, be diplomatic about it. If you really want to comment on this photo, just say something like, wow, that's a nice scene. Okay. Like don't n- nice comment. Beach. Don't comment at all. I know. But if you really have to get involved, do not comment about the person. You don't really have to get involved, period. Unless someone is you know holding what? a gun right. to your head, you do not need to get involved. So don't comment. That's true. Jeez. <laughs> don't even like the freaking photo. No, just... <laughs> don't like it. Don't comment on it. Leave it alone. And that's what I'm trying to say. Pretend, so, you, so have really... never, pretend you never saw it. <laughs> pretend you never saw it. Yeah. Unfollow. 
Jeepers so. creepers. <laughs> and that's that's my uh, ending alarm, I think. Um. He's, he's ready to go. <laughs> he's like, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees with me. He's like, yeah, you know what? don't comment. <laughs> don't comment. So um, now what's your take on after the wedding? <laughs> Do you comment after the wedding's done? No. Nope. Unless you have literally become friends with these people. So you see them on a regular basis. And I'm not yep. talking about client friends. I'm talking about you go out for dinner with these people for non-job related things. You see them, you go to their house, you have beers together, whatever you like to do as friends. Unless you're actually for reals friends with them and not just friendly, you always leave it alone. True. <clears throat> and probably if you're a dude and it's a female client, Leave them alone. Leave it alone. They have they have a a fiance, right? Who may actually take it the wrong way as well. Oh man, you can get fired. That's why it's your best it's in your best interest not to say anything at all. Yeah. Um if you happen to follow them as a business Instagram account or as a personal Instagram account and they post a picture of a cake that they decided on, you could comment on that and say, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic For cake, sure. you, know, I like, com- you know. Well, and I comment on cat pictures all the time. Yeah, um, that's I just totally, sent, totally cool. I just sent a message to one of my clients about how I'm pretty sure that our cats are long-lost twins because their cat <laughs> looks exactly like Ego. Like, exactly. Awesome. Not as fat, but... Um, nobody's as fat as <laughs> and she thought it was hilarious so you know yeah absolutely well you found a common theme to talk about yeah, exactly. you know you're and especially when you have a, a professional instagram account like yeah. um you know ridiculously happy people or something yeah, yeah, can you yeah. imagine doing that that's just so wrong wait what and so what doing what commenting hot on on a client um i don't think i comment but, hot on anything no right one, and, one of my friends, um, oh, I will say one of my, you go ahead first because you're going to forget what you were going to say. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, the, the reason why you don't want to comment with your business profile is because some people might be following you or be mutual friends or yeah. be recommended by that person um, or the, you'll be recommended by the person you're following for their friends and family or whatever as a photographer. So, you know, before you put your foot in your mouth, just let go. Yeah. Focus on your own stuff. Post your own things. And at some point, your client may actually come off inappropriate towards your posts. <laughs> yes. So I post on Twitter and my private Facebook account profile um, some things that other ladies might identify with. Um, I keep it clean, obviously. But one of the posts I made was about how I have to pack my gym bag the night before because I have on occasion forgotten important um, clothing <laughs> garments. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and one of my guy friends commented, <clears throat> we have an explicit rating, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> he says, mm-hmm. what's wrong with tits out nice. on Facebook? And I'm like, my clients are on here. Some of my family is on here. I deleted his comment. <laughs> yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> um, not appropriate. I don't think there was anything inappropriate about, inappropriate about the post that I made. Um, people seem to think it was hilarious, but then, you know, using that language was just not right. So I deleted it and I wasn't going to leave it there for my clients and everyone to read. Like I was okay with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. 
that's that's I don't know. I don't I don't have a comment for that at all. Mm-hmm. I I just I roll my eyes sometimes. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do when you live in the shoe? <laughs> oh, I know. You tune into the Double Exposure Show Group. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, share your thoughts about this episode on there. Uh, you can find the Double Exposure Show Group on Facebook. Where else? Where we well, are that's literally be... the only place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going <laughs> to be super, <laughs> super duper inappropriate on there with you. Um, no. What about show notes? <clears throat> you usually do that. Doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 37. That's true. That's where you can find show notes. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just doing all kinds of faux pas this episode. So uh, <laughs> once again, thanks for tuning in. Like Sophia said, doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 37. Uh, we want you to engage with us and share your thoughts. Uh, tell us your faux pas um, or give us some stories that you have about weddings or commercial photography shoots or whatever on the double exposure show group on facebook as always we want you to tell your friends how awesome we are Mm -hmm. um share the double exposure show page with them tag them in posts tell them how awesome things are tell them you got to listen to this episode it's just incredible Mm -hmm. it's so hot so Pedro and, and Sophie when, are so hot. It's true. You, I won't deny. <laughs> Literally, um, I'm sweating. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I got my AC on. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a cool cucumber. <laughs> and speaking of cool, cool cucumbers, all the cool cucumbers go on the iTunes and give us a five-star rating <laughs> because the they're so cool. Um, doubleexposure.show slash iTunes will take you there. Now, if you are subscribed to our podcast, you will have to use a different channel. You'll have to go through iTunes and actually search for the podcast um, rather than going through that link because that link will take you directly to your subscribe right? page. Because why yeah. would iTunes want you to rate podcasts that you're subscribed to? Because no. that is just crazy, right? Yeah, that's weird. Rate it before you subscribe <laughs> and then subscribe. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Well, work on that iTunes. That's not cool. Get your uh, shit together. Yeah. We be love like you. Ben- <laughs> We like Benjamin Edward, who uh, really did a great job for us on our artwork. And thanks to Ben Sound for our music that you're probably hearing right about now. Mm. It's pretty cool, wait, right? Wait, how does it go? I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> I can't remember now, and I'm not a very good singer when I'm out of, you know, not I in just my don't car. want to beatbox. <laughs> okay, I can beatbox, but not in public. This counts okay. as public. Fine. <laughs> See y'all at episode 38. Okay, bye. Bye. This episode has been brought to you by Beer Foe. Beer that looks like a soft drink, but gets you drunk and gets the job done. This episode is also brought to you by Cats, giving you an appropriate reason to talk to your clients. And the real wine gums, the snack you eat, that gets you drunk off your ass, but totally looks like candy. Real gums, available at Camera Canada. And finally, this episode is brought to you by Inappropriate Touching, a really good way to get fired.